Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, America, and welcome, everybody, to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs, and delighted you've joined us. This past weekend, I took a few hours to rest up and contemplate What's going on in this beautiful country of ours? I confess I do the same thing almost every weekend. And in fact, I ruminate and reflect during every day of the week on the very same question. And the question is, how in the world could America be in the mess we're in? And why is it our national leaders can't find or won't articulate a way out of these trying times? Even as it becomes increasingly obvious to most of us that worse times await us, unless we change course, unless we mend our ways, unless we fix problems and resolve conflicts that threaten to tear apart this great republic. Why is it our leaders don't feel our urgency? Why is it that working Americans and their families are most often the very last in the consideration of our lawmakers and politicians? Why is the white American male seemingly the only unprotected group in the country? How is it that teachers are permitted to sexualize our public schools and to have superior rights to parents in deciding a child's gender identity? Why do we permit what is clearly grooming of public school students? Never before in American history have our schools and teachers been allowed to replace parents and family in the lives of their children. Never before. How is it that an entire industry has arisen in our medical profession that's built on mutilating our children and adults who are sometimes confused adolescents, in some cases mentally ill adults? We've reached a point of such confusion and chaos in many of our communities that we have to consider the possibility that America is at the precipice of social collapse. Who are the protectors of our children if not their parents? Teachers and schools surely are not their protectors. In fact, some are predators. And who will protect our children from predators within our public schools, our medical profession? We face madness from every quarter. And certainly not least of all from the Biden administration, whose foreign policy postures seem designed to take the United States to war. Biden's UN ambassador over the weekend saying that China's lethal aid to Russia if it were to occur, would be a, quote, red line for the United States. U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield warned China that there would be consequences, but not what kind of consequences, but it sounds ominous, as were the words of Secretary of State Antony Blinken at the Munich Security Conference over the weekend, and the administration stepping up its rhetoric and messaging on Ukraine, talking not about the devastation, destruction, and loss of millions of lives in Ukraine, but talking about the war in Ukraine as Russia's human rights campaigns as we near the first year anniversary of this war. 
all while the United States and European allies are preparing to ship fighter jets to the Ukrainians and more of U.S. advanced weaponry. The Biden regime is never adroit, but now seems committed to the idea that if it only ships tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine, more weaponry from our allies and spews nonsense about human rights in Ukraine, that that somehow is leadership. Former President Trump continues to act as our shadow president on his way to Palestine, Ohio, to look at the Norfolk Southern derailment, the damage it did, the hazardous chemicals disaster that it's become, those chemicals contaminating the air, water, and soil. FEMA says they can't help. President Trump says he will help and will do more in 2024. That's among the reasons our guest today endorsed President Trump for president in 2024. She's the new congresswoman from Wyoming, Harriet Hageman, who defeated Liz Cheney for the job. She's been a trial attorney for 35 years. She's a rancher and calls herself an absolutist constitutionalist conservative. Welcome to the Great America Show, Congresswoman, and congratulations on your election. Let's start with your endorsement of President Trump for 2024 and your reasons. Well, uh, I, I think it's stated in the in in the uh, statement that I issued, which is that I think he's one of the best presidents during my lifetime. And for me, the big issue, or one of the, there's two big issues. One of them that you've been focusing on for decades now, and that is illegal immigration and securing our border. And the second one is energy independence. I'm actually sitting in a parking lot right now in Green River, Wyoming, in western Wyoming, where we have substantial amount of, of uh, energy development. We have coal, we have oil and gas, we have trona, we have uranium in Wyoming. About 40% of all of the energy used in, in the United States comes from Wyoming, and my state is, is dependent upon the, our ability to continue to produce and use our resources. Donald Trump obviously believed in energy independence, as do I, and the current administration does not. So it was just simply a matter of getting out there and explaining why I supported him. Well, I knew that Wyoming produced a lot of energy. I didn't realize it was that much. That is uh, extraordinary. Uh, and uh, do you think we're on our way to energy independence? That's my Not way of asking. Administration. <laughs> that was my yeah, way of asking. No. You, you, talk, uh, you know, what we're ahead. on the way to is energy po energy poverty. We have an administration that is adopting policies that are intended to increase the cost of energy, housing, and food. None of which makes any sense when you consider the very purpose of our government, which is to protect our natural rights, rights and, and do things like protect our infrastructure and build infrastructure so that we can exercise the entitlements that we have in this country. And by entitlements, I mean our entitlement to use our, our natural resources, our, our entitlements to affordable energy, uh, those things. So we have a, an administration that I would say has largely gone to war with the average American citizen, and it makes no sense. Well. Energy and uh, land use are big items in, in Wyoming. And I, I want to start with the idea that we've been selling farmland, ranch land, to communist Chinese buyers. How in the world, and I know that you have uh, put forward a bill uh, or supporting a bill to stop that, but I just can't understand how in the world we got here. You know, I think part of it is, Lou, is not watching what is going on in the world stage. And where I saw this starting is that we really only have four large packers in the United States in terms of meat production. 
And I come from a ranch near Fort Laramie is where I grew up. My family is still in ranching. And one of the challenges we have is there's essentially a monopoly in terms of the packing side of it, the meat side of it. We we raise the cattle, they're the meat side of it. One of our packers is owned by China. That's something I've been talking about for quite some time is why would we put the CCP in charge of our food supply? Um, but then you start looking at the other things they've done, which is you point out they're buying real property and they're buying real property, not just farm ground, but they're buying real property around sensitive sites such as military installations. That's why I am supporting a couple of different bills to stop the Chinese Communist Party or anyone associated with them from purchasing additional land or resources in the in the United States. And why I emphasize that last part is they do a lot of this through essentially straw men. I mean, they don't necessarily walk in to a community and right down on the bottom line that the Chinese Communist Party is purchasing, you know, three sections of land uh, mm-hmm. north of the Flaming Gorge Reservoir. They go through surrogates and third parties, and we need to start ferreting that out, and we need to stop it from happening. I can assure you we would not be allowed to purchase property in China. And indeed, we are not allowed to. And the issue of using straw buyers for land Uh, That in and of itself should be illegal uh, when they are a straw for a foreign government. Does your legislation cover that issue? I believe that the second one that we did, which is that it would be anyone associated with. So hopefully that language is broad enough to cover that, but that was the intent. I don't think that these will be the last of the bills, though, that are put forward for this, because I think it's a fairly complicated issue that's going to take some time to unravel and kind of get under the hood and figure out how all of this is happening. Because, again, I don't think we ought to just look at farm ground or real property. I think we need to be looking at the CCP actually owning one of our large four packing plants, air packing companies in the United States, thereby substantially impacting or having the ability to shut down our food supply. And Congressman Mike Waltz brought up the issue of uh, the the CCP buying private schools, if one can imagine that in this country, and with it uh, some ROTC programs in certain cases. Uh, This is, uh, we look like, in my opinion, Congresswoman, uh, a very, very either dull people are just unintelligent people or an uncaring people. Uh, we are just getting outmaneuvered. I don't care whether it's in foreign policy it is in, on any level. And, and then uh, this administration starts focusing on bright, shiny objects like balloons uh, floating over from China, and, and the wheels really come off, if that isn't too much of a mixed metaphor. Your thoughts? <laughs> There's there's no question that the current administration pretty much fails at everything that they've done. Now, I oftentimes refer to the federal government as always trying to fix its last solution. Uh, you see that in things like Obamacare, and you, I mean, how often is it? Well, we got to go back in and fix what we just did. And and some of what you're talking about is the same thing. What's what is unique about this administration? is that so many of the people involved in it have failed upward and as a result they've continued to perpetuate the failures that they that that they're known for um but it also it is it it seems to me that whenever they have two choices they always pick the wrong one and it is it is mind-boggling to me as they say that there a stopped clock is right at least twice a day and i don't know that i can say that about this administration (laughs) <laughs> but it, 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 we 
we do need to be watching very closely what the CCP is doing, what other rogue countries are doing. Uh, you know, the uh, Iran. Why in the world are we not doing more? If we want to take on the battle of, of, of freedom and liberty, why in the world are we not looking more at trying to help the people who are fighting back against the brutal regime in Iran? Um, that's one that I have not understood why, why we kind of just seem to forget about the, the folks that are really attempting to free uh, uh, the people of that country. Um, but again, th this administration seems like it goes from crisis to crisis to crisis and typically fails when it addresses them. And it, today, the, a lot of the, the left, uh, in point of fact, the establishment media, corporate left-wing media, referring to President Biden uh, as uh, brain dead, uh, his brain mush, dementia, some of the words being used to describe him. We've been talking about the fact the man was impaired since he was running for office in 2020. And, and to see this uh, sort of late uh, realization uh, is, is breathtaking because it really means he's not going to be running for a second term, doesn't it? Well, I don't know that I would use the word realization because I think that they knew it all the time. But just like John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, he served a purpose. So regardless of his mental capacity at the time that he was running or now, it was simply to get someone elected who was other than Donald Trump so that they could manipulate that person to do what they've done. And look at the damage they have caused in two years. Over four and a half million illegal aliens crossing that border. I, I represent the least populated state in the nation, 560,000 people. Over 10 times the population of the state of Wyoming has crossed that border illegally in the last two years. We have a fentanyl crisis on our hands. 120,000 people died last year because of fentanyl. We are in a soft war with the CCP, and we do not know to what extent Joe Biden, Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, or anybody else are compromised because of their interaction with China and the Chinese Communist Party during the last 40 to 50 years of Joe Biden's involvement in politics. So there are lots of unanswered questions. But one of the things that the mainstream media did is they covered up what was obvious to us so that the few people that they needed to get to, to vote for him would do so. And now we're paying the price and suffering the consequences. No doubt about it. And, and you're exactly right. It is a, a, a realization. Uh, it is now an escape uh, yes. exit for these, these folks uh, from the man they created. Uh, and there is also, I'll just add this, there's no question but what the wrong man is in the Oval Office at the White House, uh, and it is uh, a, an effort to change history on the part of the Marxist Dems, and there is no uh, there is no reason to qualify or posture any of that. Uh, it, it's just a fact, and you're working on one of the most, if not the most important committee in Congress, and I think that is the Weaponization Committee uh, to find out what has happened uh, to this government that is now a, it's, it's attacking the American people. And what is your, if I may ask it this way, what is your assessment of how well you're doing in the early stages, uh, getting positioned and uh, the agenda unfolding? Sunshine is the best disinfectant. It's a matter of exposing the corruption and exposing the bad acts and the bad actors. So I have been appointed to the Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. I've been a trial attorney for 34 years, Lou, and the last 25 years I've been working 
pretty extensively against federal agencies and their effort to really persecute the, the free citizens out here in flyover country. An example being a, a, land, a landowner that moved an irrigation ditch and the EPA coming in and bringing a lawsuit against them claiming that that irrigation ditch was a navigable water of the United States and at one point holding penalties of over 60 of almost 65 million dollars over his head. Uh, we won. We had to go to trial to do it. But that's the kind of weaponization. That's one aspect of weaponization. Another weapon area of weaponization is the surveillance. We don't we don't tolerate a surveillance state in this country. We shouldn't have a surveillance state. The Fourth Amendment specifically prohibits it. And we've got to get to the bottom of what's going on with them listening in on our phone calls, accessing information through Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or the other social media companies. And then another part of it is the First Amendment. So the first hearing that we had on the Select Committee related to the FBI's efforts to shut down any discussion of things such as the Hunter Biden laptop and their effort to go after Senators Johnson and Grassley, what they did to former Representative uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, what they're continuing to do to try to prevent people from exercising their First Amendment rights. I'm a constitutional absolutist. The First Amendment says what it means and means what it says. The federal government can make, make no law abridging my freedom of speech, yet that's what these agencies do. We need to expose the corruption in the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, the NIH, the CDC, uh, Anthony Fauci. We need to go agency by agency by agency by head of agency by head of agency by head of agency and expose what they're doing in violation of our constitutional rights. Congresswoman, I'd have slowed you down if I say, said amen every time I agreed with something you <laughs> said just then. Uh, this, and thank goodness I didn't do that. I, I happen to, I happen to think that you are bringing such energy and intellect to the Congress that we have uh, another reason to be uh, very, very optimistic about where this country uh, is headed in even these dark times. You, we always give our guests uh, the opportunity for including remarks, if you will, the last word on the podcast. I, I would just like to say to you, uh, I am hoping that that committee can get done what it must and that there is no delusion on the part of anyone. I know Jim Jordan. I've known him for years. He is one of the great, great Americans. I just hope that uh, you all can be successful because the country, I truly believe the country is riding on the outcome of what these House committees investigate and what they produce for the American people. I'd like to see what your thought is on that issue before I turn it over to you for your last thoughts. It is, I, I, I agree with you. I, at one point there was a discussion about uh, Jim Jordan being the Speaker of the House. And I said, why would we waste his talents that way? And that's not a hit on the Speaker. You have to be very talented to be the Speaker. But the point that I made is that this, the, our success two years from now in getting this country back on, on track electorally in many ways runs through the Judiciary Committee and the Select Committee. We need to expose the fact that our government has been weaponized against us. And in order to do that, we have to have these hearings. But then the next step is to draft the legislation to make sure that it cannot happen again. So these are committees that are to protect the civil rights and civil liberties and the freedoms of every single citizen of this country. We should have the support of the American people. We do have the support of the American people. And we've got people running scared in Washington, D.C., and I'm glad to see it. And uh, I am, and I know the audience is as well. Your concluding thoughts, Congresswoman, as we wrap up here, and what a joy it is uh, to uh, to hear you talk. 
Well, I'm sitting in Green River, Wyoming, and if you were to go to the Smithsonian, the National Gallery of Art, one of the first paintings you will see when you walk in the door is the, uh, the painting by Thomas Moran of Green River, Wyoming. I encourage everyone to go and see that and see how beautiful my beautiful state is. I'm traveling up to Jackson Hole today for meetings, or to Pinedale for meetings today and on to Jackson tomorrow. Um, I'm continuing to travel around the state doing town halls, meeting with the people here, learning what the issues are for them. I'm proud to represent Wyoming. I'm proud to represent my country, and I'm ready to take my country back. Hallelujah. Uh, Congresswoman, it's a <laughs> delight. And by the way, I know uh, I know exactly the state of, uh, of Wyoming. I hunted and fished through Pinedale and uh, throughout, the, throughout the state. So uh, God bless you. God bless Wyoming. And uh, my gosh, Wyoming is well, well represented. Thanks so much, Congresswoman, for being with us. Thank you. Thanks, Lou. Thanks for having me. Folks, as you can probably tell, I think the Congresswoman from Wyoming is a great addition to the 118th Congress. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Our guest here tomorrow is Judicial Watch's Chris Farrell. Please join us. Until then, thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.